Hello, hello, my friends. I am Jenny Lin, and this is my show. I am a wife and mom of two crazy kiddos. I have struggled many years with chronic illness and pain. I have a passion to find out as much as I can while navigating through life, not always feeling 100%. I have realized that having a positive mindset is a must in today's crazy world. You deserve to live this life showing up as your best self, and I can help you get there. If you've been feeling lost after becoming a mom, you're not alone. I know that incredible woman is still in there, just begging to be found. I am here to create a safe, non-judgmental space for like-minded women. Let's empower each other. I am so happy you're here. Now, let's jump into the 123 Mom Squad podcast with me, Jenny Lynn. Hello, my friends, and happy wellness Thursday. I normally do a wellness Wednesday, but obviously you're listening to this on a Thursday. And if you're listening to this when it's coming out, that means that Easter Sunday is this Sunday. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about what is Easter? Who celebrates it? What are my Easter traditions? What and why is a bunny associated with Easter? Why do we color eggs and kind of all the things revolving around Easter? And um, for those that do celebrate, I am curious as to what kind of traditions you celebrate on Easter. Or do you kind of do the, you know, coloring of the eggs and hide the eggs for the kids? And do they find their Easter basket? Does the bunny leave clues? Or do the kids just run amok all over the house trying to find the Easter basket? What are the preparations before the big day? And what does Easter mean to you and your family? So I wanted to talk a little bit about what Easter means to me and my family. On my email this week, if you're part of my weekly email newsletter, I went through my my favorite Easter memories and kind of my favorite Easter traditions that I've done ever since I've been a kid. So I hope you are a part of my newsletter. If not, all you got to do is go to my website, 123momsquad.com, and you'll get a prompt that just says, join my, my newsletter, and all you got to do is put in your email and your name and boom you're done and you'll find other information on the website as well i'm trying to keep it updated as possible most you know as best as possible but um doing that is time consuming and not my forte so i kind of do it when i have a little bit of extra time so here we go let's see i do celebrate easter i am christian i unfortunately do not practice as much as I would love to. Um, I did more as a child. We, you know, we did more going to church and religion. I've been, I had my communion and we've been baptized. My kids have been baptized. They made their holy communion. And um, I got married in a Christian church. I definitely believe there is a God. Um, I do pray every night. And whether or not you do believe in God or universe. I hope you believe that there is some sort of higher power that you can kind of rely upon when something you, you that you have no control over. And even though, you know, obviously there are things that are beyond our control, you always like to think that there's some sort of higher power kind of holding your hand and backing you and that they're there for you or you have an angel a guardian angel that is watching over you and your family so whatever you believe um 
totally the choice is yours. You know, I'm just letting you know how um, how I spend my Easter and that I am Christian and I am also part Polish. So if you are part Polish, welcome. And I am so happy for you all to be here. And Easter is, is a pretty well-known holiday for the Polish folk. So it is a festive Christian holiday. And in Poland, that commemorates the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So... Easter was huge when I was small. My grandmother, my maternal grandmother, actually came to the United States from Poland when she was only 18 years old, and she learned how to speak English all by herself and established her life here in America pretty quickly. She she got married, had five amazing children. My mom was the only female among four brothers and smack dab in the middle. They grew up in a small ranch with three bedrooms and one bathroom if you can believe that. So I can't even imagine what the teen years looked like in that house. God bless my grandmother and my mom. Um, My grandmother, unfortunately, is no longer here with us. She passed away what will be five years ago now, next month. There's not a day that goes by that I don't think about her and miss her every second of the day. She was a part of my life in every, just in every day. She was there all the time. I really kind of thought of her as a second mother. She just was there all the time and kind of was my best friend growing up and would just kind of pop into my house. I gave her a key to my first house. You know, we just, we spent every holiday. She came with us on every vacation. She was just always there. And, um, I do miss her. I do miss her a lot, but, um, she when they first when she first moved to america there is a there was i guess a big polish community in south buffalo where i i live in a suburb of buffalo um but where she grew up and where my where she raised her family at first there was a really large community of polish immigrants there and there was a market it's called the broadway market and it had you know, Polish sausage and all sorts of deli meats and little like tchotchkes and everything that like, you know, reminded you of Easter, the butter lambs and the wooden eggs that the Polish community would make very tediously. So we used to go the Friday before Easter and me, my mom and my sister and my grandmother would go and we'd, you know, walk around, we'd see the Easter bunny, get our faces painted and there was this horseradish stand there that makes fresh horseradish. Now, if you're familiar with the actual extremely potent odor of fresh horseradish, you can't even get close to that without your eyes watering. Um, (laughs) So we would make my grandma go get go get the fresh horseradish. Um, Of course, like none of us really ate it. It was just had to be something that was in your basket that you took to the church to have it blessed, to have the food blessed before you ate it on Easter Sunday. So she'd go and she'd talk Polish to all her friends. And there was a woman there named Wanda and my grandma's name was Wanda. And I have this picture of the two of them together one year that um, sits very, um, uh, I don't know what the word like it just it just sits in my mind, you know, very vividly of the two of them and they would just talk back and forth and I miss hearing her speak in Polish and I wish I would have 
understood it more or even, you know, tried to learn how to speak it. And it's unfortunate that the Polish community in Buffalo is really dying off. And I don't know if their families are trying to carry these traditions, but unfortunately, all the Polish veterans, they're they're well into their 90s, if not had passed. So there's not many left. And it's really sad when these generations die off and these kind of traditions and, you know, known ways of life just kind of go away. It's really, really sad to see that happen. But so we're at the Broadway market and we'd get our sausage and she'd push her way. This She's like was 4'10 and was always in pantyhose and dressed, you know, to the nines and her high heels. She never went anywhere in like sneakers or flats, but she'd push her way right through. She'd have money in her hand and she'd be, be talking Polish. So she knew what, you know, what was going on. And me and my mom would just kind of laugh and look at each other like, yeah, she knows what she's doing. And people would, you know, she was just like, I don't know. She was just, just the cutest little thing. So we'd get all of our stuff. We'd, um, there used to be a little restaurant in there that we'd, we'd eat, we'd eat at. And unfortunately that closed down at quite a while ago now. Um, and now my mom and I used to take, well, we, we still do. We, we take my kids. My son doesn't really love crowds because the, the Broadway market is still extremely, extremely packed during Easter, Easter week and Easter weekend. So it's just my mom, me and my daughter, we go over there. And it's really to kind of keep the tradition alive. A lot of families still do it here in Buffalo. And I'm, I'm glad to see that there, there still is a good amount of people that do visit the Broadway market, but it, it's turned more into almost like a flea market. There's a lot of knickknack vendors more than the food type vendors that are there. So um, it, it has changed, but we still go, like I said, to just kind of keep the Easter tradition alive, which is fun. And then afterwards, we'd go get some some really nice Easter plants and make you know, nice little um, bundle of fresh flowers and lilies and hydrangeas. So the house would smell nice and get little Easter egg picks and little bunny picks to stick in there. And we'd decorate, we'd get our baskets ready because on Saturday we would go to our church and we would have the priest bless our baskets with our holy water and our buttered lamb and our cute little chicky salt and pepper shakers. So it was, it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of fun. And Easter to me really represents, especially in Buffalo, the coming of warmer weather. So right now, today, it's actually really warm outside. It's 56 degrees, but we it just got done having a thunderstorm. It is decent outside, or outside, outside. Um, but in the past, we have had snow. And <laughs> unfortunately, there are days or there has been Easter Sundays where we have gone to church in our boots and winter jackets. So... We still go and we, my daughter likes to still pick out her annual Polish wooden egg and we get some, some sweets and our Polish sausage. And then when we get back, I hard boil some eggs and the kids love to color the eggs. That's always the fun part. You know, it takes longer to set all the dye and dry the eggs and then the kids just dump them in and, and, you know, 
let them soak and my my son is done in seconds and my daughter likes to take her time and she takes the wax crayon and writes everybody's name in the family that's going to be at Easter brunch on Sunday, she puts a wax crayon and puts their name on it and then dips it in the dye. So then this way, everybody has their own hard-boiled egg Easter Sunday. And then we get to we get to take those eggs and put we bless those eggs at church on Easter um, on that Saturday. So that's pretty much my traditions that I love. And now I decorate my my decorate my house and I leave little clues as my mom did for us or the Easter bunny did for us little clues around the house and leave clues to where the kids would find their um, Easter baskets. They'd be cut out in little Easter egg shape and usually they would rhyme. Right now I am kind of rhymed out so I just leave cute little clues as my mom would always leave my basket outside somewhere or where I'd have would have to like get dressed and go outside and walk for my Easter basket. I am now doing that to my son, which is kind of funny um, <laughs> to see him. He just, when he see, when he knows like where it's at, the look that he gives me, it's that, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? I have to like you know, go across to a garage or, you know, walk down the walk down the driveway and it's behind a flagpole or whatever the case. It is really hilarious. Um, but through the years, you know, the hiding place has kind of become a little bit trickier as you just run out of places. So, you know, how many times can you hide a basket in like the dryer or behind a recliner? Um, so we've resorted to like the cars or like outside and just different places. I would love to know where you hide your kids Easter baskets. And, you know, maybe it's someplace that I have not thought of yet. So with let's see. So we've talked about my Easter to Easter traditions. I am okay speaking a little bit quickly, but yeah. So now I want to talk about, well, what is Easter and where do we kind of get these cultures from and where does it stem from and all of that. So this Easter is this coming Sunday, April 9th, 2023. So apparently, well, we all know it's a Christian festival. It is a cultural holiday commemorating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So question, why do we associate rabbits with Easter? So apparently there's no exact origin of the Easter bunny. It's kind of like a mystery, but there is a theory that the symbol of the rabbit stems from pagan tradition, specifically the festival of, and I'm going to not say this right, Estra, it is, she's a goddess. It is spelled E-O-S-T-R-E, and it's a goddess of fertility whose animal symbol was a bunny. And so rabbits are known for their energetic breeding and have traditionally symbolized fertility. Just in case, you know, you, you'd wanted to know that little, that little tidbit there. So, and why do we, why do we call it Easter? Well, this is because the naming of the celebration is Easter. It seems to go back to the name of pre-Christian, this is that goddess in England, um, uh, Estra, who was celebrated at the beginning of spring. And the only reference to this goddess comes from the writings of the British monk who lived in the late 7th and early 8th century. So because Easter is celebrated in spring and this goddess um, was celebrated in the beginning of spring, and that's 
Esther. So, okay, so Esther, maybe Easter Esther. So maybe that is why it's called. It's kind of strange, right? So how about this? Why do we eat chocolate at Easter? Well, at the time, it was customary to save eggs until the end of the fast. And some eggs were were also decorated. And the chocolate egg appeared in the 18th century when the idea of emptying eggs and filling them with chocolate was introduced as a way of marking the end of the fast. So how about this? Why do we give eggs, or I should say, why do we give chocolate eggs for Easter? So a little thing about the chocolate eggs. It wasn't until the 19th century that eggs made entirely of chocolate appeared with the invention of molds and the improvement of techniques that allowed for better shaping of the cocoa. The Persians, Egyptians, and the Romans also used to give each other eggs as a symbol of life in spring. By extension, chickens and chicks also had the same meaning. Here are facts about Easter. Easter is the celebration of the resurrection of Jesus and the Christian religion. Eggs have been seen as an ancient symbol of fertility, while springtime is considered to bring new life and rebirth. Americans spend $1.9 billion on Easter candy. That's the second biggest candy holiday after Halloween. Do you like milk chocolate, dark chocolate, or orange chocolate? I am an orange chocolate lover through and through. 70% of Easter candy purchased is chocolate. 76% of Americans think the ears of a chocolate bunny should be the first to be eaten. How about you? When you have a big chocolate bunny, what do you kind of eat first? I guess, yeah, the ears would probably be the, you know, the most to be cracked open. Now, do you like your chocolate bunnies to be hollow or to be solid? All right. Egg dyes were once made out of natural items such as onion peels, tree bark, flower petals, and juices. There are so many different ways to dye an egg. Now you can use like shaving cream and, oh goodness, like tissue paper. If you go to Pinterest or, I mean, even Google and find just natural home, you know, ways to dye an egg, there are so many different ways. You can like do cool foil. Depends on how much time you got, right? All right. There's much debate about the practice of dyeing chicks. Why would we want to do that? Many hatcheries no longer participate, but others say that it isn't dangerous to the chick's health because the dye only lasts until the chicks shed their fluff and grow their feathers. I'm not sure how I feel about that one. The first story of a rabbit, later named the Easter Bunny, hiding eggs in a garden was published in 1680. Wow. Easter takes place on Sunday after the 40-day period called Lent. Lent is referred to as a time of fasting, but participants focus more on giving up one significant indulgence. Do you give up anything for Lent? Holy Week is celebrated during the week leading up to Easter. It begins on Palm Sunday, which continues on to the Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and then finally Easter Sunday. And finally, the White House Easter Egg Roll event has been celebrated by the President of the United States and their families since 1878. Wow, those are some fun Easter facts. Bet you didn't know that, huh? So that's a quick little podcast for you all about Easter. I really hope that even if you guys don't celebrate Easter, maybe you can 
just somehow come up with a fun family tradition to do. And you never, you know, you never can have too many family traditions. Make up something silly, you know, like watching a sports game or Scooby-Doo in like your silliest hat that you have around the house. Go for a walk in different shoes or like your mom's shoes or a totally like weird boot or something. I don't know. There's so many different traditions. Go find something fun to do. I'm sure you can Pinterest that as well, right? Just have, you know, enjoy enjoy your time together with your loved ones. And I am curious to know if anybody has any other fun traditions. If they do so if you do celebrate Easter, what they are and where you hide your kids' Easter baskets, um, or where the bunny hides the kids' Easter baskets, to, um, I don't know, maybe give me an idea of new hiding places. And once again, I hope you guys have an amazing week ahead. And until next week, stay safe, love you all, and happy Easter. Thank you all for being here. I am so glad we found each other. See you next time. Have an incredible day, my beautiful friends.